Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. It is official. Home sales dropped over 43% year over year. Hey, and welcome back. Yep. July numbers are in and they are big to the downside. Not much of a surprise here. We alluded to it a couple of weeks ago here, but now that it's official, we wanted to share it with you and give you a bit of a behind the curtain look as to why these numbers are happening and of course, what to look forward to next. So right off the top, yeah, big news, big headline is the sales volumes down 43.3% year over year. Obviously, last year was a big year, but you know these numbers are accentuated when we talk about the last month sales being about 35% below the 10-year average. And there have been some slower years over the past 10 years, so well below the average here. Um, numerically speaking, about 1,887 units sold last month. Um, it's, a, again, 43% year-over-year, but also almost 23% from just last month as far as the reduction goes. Uh, this is the fourth month in a row now that we have seen home sales on the decline as far as volumes goes. And uh, looking forward, August, you can expect the same. It is going to be slow as well. Talk about slamming on the brakes. That's exactly what's happened. <laughs> Uh, and not just for, for buyers, but also for sellers, right? Sellers are, are recognizing that the marketplace has changed dramatically. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit when we talk sales to active ratio. But for now, let's look at new listings. Um, so 3,960 properties were newly listed uh, for sale in July. Um, that's nearly a 10% decrease, 9.5%. Uh, compared to July 2021, but a whopping, whopping 24.7% decrease compared to June. So it's telling us a couple things. First of all, that the market is softening and that people who were hoping to get good numbers for their properties have decided that's just not worth it right now. I'll wait until there's a better time to sell. We haven't seen that level of panic selling um, as a result of these rate increases. And uh, I, I wonder if that's due, in fact, to the stress testing that's been going on as, a, as part of the process. But also, um, it's nice to see that there's not a lot of panic selling, so not a lot of hurt in the marketplace yet. We'll see how, how that maintains. Yeah, it's a real freeze out there. It feels like nobody's really listing and nobody's really buying. It's just people on both sides on the sidelines. Um Really, really standstill kind of environment out there right now. So let's mm -hmm. see how both these big decrease in sales and big decrease in new listings has affected overall inventory. Well, we're only sitting at about 10,300 total listings across GVRD right now. This is only about a 4.5% increase from this time last year, but it is a decrease from last month. We actually dropped about 600 units less than we Ooh. had back in June. This is actually the first decrease in overall active listings that we've seen in six months. 
It's been going straight up since January, and this is the first time that inventory actually dropped. The slowest month in over 20 years, and yet inventory dropped. And that's, of course, because a lot of people are pulling their listings off the market as well. So that's resulting in this decline. Um, Again, we're talking about this market freeze here. We mentioned uh, about three months ago that we didn't think active listings would crack 11,000. That's that's definitely come true, and I don't think that's going to happen in August either. It's just we're too far off, and, and nobody's listing. It is summer. It is nice. People are enjoying it. Vancouver, pretty typical that um, their minds shift out of real estate during July and August, and that's exactly what's happening now. bit more of a typical cycle is now in play compared to what we've seen the last two years, and uh, here we are. It's, it's Inventory is going to maintain this sub-11,000 level through August, and then September is, is going to be different, but let's... Uh, Let's keep focusing on this month. Yeah, it feels like uh, you've got buyers on one side of the field and sellers on the other side of the field, but they're actually not staring each other down. They're watching the ref, <laughs> changing the rules of the game <laughs> and trying to figure out what's going to happen next and when do I get to list my property and when am I going to get a, a decent number for it again, right? It's it, The buyers are looking over here going, well, I, I'm, I'm just going to wait, but I'll t- I'll touch on that in a little bit because with every rate hike, you know, buyers are I think are trying to uh, trying to see if they can get the prices down enough in order to get a good deal, but they're not recognizing that they're losing their purchasing power faster than the prices are coming down. So anyway, um, but we'll talk about that. Uh, the sales to active ratio, which is uh, one of my favorite metrics to look at, um, is very surprising. Eighteen point three percent. Is your average? That is an that's a balanced market, Dan. We're down five percent month over month. Now, to put this in, into perspective, in March of this year we were fifty four percent, which is an insanely strong seller's market. And that shift happened so fast, where we went from a seller's market to a balanced market and still trending that way, still trending down, right? So um, this is the first time that we've seen a balanced market since the lockdown, right? That's April, May uh, 2020. Um, And if we go outside of the lockdown month, that would be January 2020. So we have not seen a sustained balanced market dating back to September 20th, which is three years. And that, you know, a balanced market, you have to be inside of uh, that 12 to 20% for a minimum of three months, right? So our last true balanced market was nearly three years ago. Um, when we actually break it down by asset class, so detached homes are getting walloped at 11.8%, down 3% over last month. This is a uh, this is actually into buyer's territory. Um, it has to maintain here. We'll see. But I mean, you know, zero to twelve percent—that's that's a that's a buyer's market, right? Eleven point eight percent. We're just under that, so we're we're inside that buyer's market territory for detached homes. If you guys have been looking for a detached home, this is the time to really start moving on it, right? We still have a housing crisis. People have gone to the sidelines. This is a time to make a good move. 20% for townhomes, right? So again, entering that 
that balanced market, down 11% from a seller's market. Apartments are sitting comfortably at 24.5%. Now, they didn't quite see the same uh, frothy rise that I think every every other asset class saw. So to see it only come down, um, you know, roughly 6% and, and not getting kind of annihilated like the rest of the asset classes isn't such a surprise for me. Also, they're the most affordable asset class, right? So they're going to see more volume than um, than the balance of uh, these assets. Yeah, it's interesting seeing condos now being kind of the most more stable of the property types here. Um, but all right, let's talk price. This is always the uh, one of the most interesting metrics here. So HPI is now at $1,207,000. That's your average home price here in Vancouver. Uh, that dropped about $28,500 just last month. And uh, that equals about 2.3%, which is a big move. 2.3% on the HPI either way is big. We talked about that when it was going up that much. Now we're talking about it going down that much. Um, It's off about 4.7% since the peak, which was back in April. So HPI from the peak is down about 57,000 bucks per home. Still up year over year, of course, because of how crazy last year was. We're up about just over 10% year over year. But again, at uh, almost 2.5% erosion per month, that those gains are getting eroded and evaporated quite quickly. But again, let's talk about the other price metrics because those are telling a little bit more of a more real-time story. The median price, it actually did not move a dollar. It stayed flat at 900,000 even. Um, but do keep in mind, this is down 10% or exactly $100,000 from the peak five months ago. Uh, the average, similar story, but it did go down. Uh, average is about uh, 1.2 million right now. It dropped 14,000 last month, and it is down about 11.5% total from the peak of five months ago. Dollar figure wise, we're talking down about 138,000. So not small numbers, but big numbers. So, of course, HPI is still playing catch-up because if we've got both the median and average down on a combined, let's call it 11% total, uh, with the HPI only down 4.7%, you can see that if next month, in August, if both median and average didn't move, HPI would still drop another 2% because it's catching mm-hmm. up. And on YouTube here, if you're watching it here, I'm going to create a, a great chart that I'm going to put up right now um, that shows median average and HPI, and you can see how much HPI lags both those indicators. It's only a couple months, although in a rapidly changing market like we're in right now, yeah, the HPI is going to lag a little bit further. So if we saw another three months or so of H or sorry, of median and average staying exactly where they were, it would take that long for HPI to catch up. Um, Next month, I think we're going to see just a a very similar decline in median and average, uh, and then HPI again, about 2% in August. This is my current prediction. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change very much, especially with a a rate hike planned for September. I think a lot of people are still going to have that that kind of fear. Um, So I think you're still going to see some holding off, and people are still doing their summer thing, right? So... um, I, I agree entirely with you, Dan. I think when uh, we we look at single family sales, we look at apartment sales, and look at townhouse sales for a second here. So, single family, uh, five hundred and twenty three sales across the region. Um, obviously, that's very low. Uh, a fifty point two percent decrease in sales from July twenty twenty one. Half the volume, right? Average price. Um, 
two million six hundred dollars. So sitting uh, pretty uh, par on uh, two million there. Eleven percent increase in sales from July uh, twenty twenty one, and a two point eight percent decrease in sales compared to June of last month. Uh, we're heading back, guys, to January twenty twenty two prices. I mean, anything that was kind of made uh, for single family homes in the last uh, six months, seven months, been eroded. Um, and I think there's probably more to come. Okay, so let's look at apartments. Uh, we have one thousand sixty sales in apartments. Uh, this month, that's a 36.4% decrease compared to July of uh, last year. Uh, the average price sitting at $755,000, which is an 11.4% increase in price from July 2021. Um but an unfortunate 1.5% decrease in price compared to last month. Townhomes, uh, 304 townhomes sold. Um, that's actually, again, on par with single family. That's a 50.2% decrease compared to July 2021. Uh, your average price is sitting at $1,096,000. This is actually still up quite significantly from July of 2021 by about 16%. Um, <clears throat> and a recent month-over-month drop of about 1.7% um, in June 2022. Okay. Interesting yeah, to hear those. It's funny or interesting that both townhomes and detached dropped in sales volumes verbatim at fifty point two percent, but half. I mean, those two types of homes are clearly leading the way in where people are moving away from as far as purchases. Yeah, I think we're seeing you know we're seeing a bit of a return to to metropolitan areas too. So that's why I think <clears throat> the condos have have fared a bit better as well. But again, I mean these are asset classes that got really really rich, right? Very expensive. They came up you know really hard in price. So I'm expecting to see some of that get taken out. Yep, exactly. Pendulum swung super far, and now it's swinging back first. Happening all over the place. Um, okay, a couple couple metrics we love to share that you're not going to ever get from the mainstream media, uh, including days on market. We're up to 12 now. So the average home that hits the market, it takes 12 days to sell. Now, remember, this bottomed out uh, all the way back up until April of, of uh, this year, where it was at 8 so we're up 50%, but still 12 is, is quite fast. Uh, considering if we pull back a bit here and we look at, let's say, 2019 on average, 25 days. So that was the last down market. We're trending upwards, understandably. It's going to increase in August for sure. But right now we're sitting at 12. Um, on a per foot, per foot basis, this is moving quite a bit as well. So the average sale is now averaging $819 per foot per square foot on average. And this is down about $7 from just last month and down $67 a foot from the high back in February. Mm. Now, remember when everything was selling over ask? Well, now it's under ask. And, and, and obviously, I mean, <laughs> this is the way things are heading. Typical home is now selling for 2.5% under its list price. So it when wow. it, it dropped, yeah, second month in a row under uh, under full ask price kind wow. of um, <laughs> metric. We're down one and a half percent just last month. Uh, this is the fifth decrease in a row. We're down about eight percent in this metric since it's uh, since it peaked, and we're back to you know it, it's a similar feel out there to December of 2020. That's the last mm-hmm. time that you could uh, pick up your typical home for two and a half percent under the listed asking price. 
Okay, that's the numbers. Um, Now, we want to make some predictions and talk about what's coming next. Um, We sort of said or sort of mentioned that August, uh, we think, is going to be quite slow. Um, It's going to continue this sort of freeze mentality that's out there. Buyers are are a little shell-shocked with the rate increases, and sellers for the most part, don't need to sell. They're sitting on a ton of equity from the last couple of years here, and um, they know it's a slow market. So why would you list then? Yeah, and excuse me. I also think it's important to remember, um, guys, that the housing market is not a homogenous market, right? It's not just uh, a blanket statement. You can just paint it with one brush, and that's what the market's doing. You know, I think when you're... it's good to think about this in terms of if you're looking for an apartment or if you're looking for a single family home, if you're looking at a townhouse, they're all kind of doing some different things, right? So understanding that, you know, we're seeing a a strong softening in the housing market. um, If you take that into your, you know, uh, your apartment purchase, you might not get the numbers you're hoping for because apartments are doing something different, right? So it's important to recognize that, you know, each asset class, while, is trending down, they're doing different things, right? So if you have a townhouse uh, or you have an apartment or you have a single family home, all your strategies are, are now going to be a bit different, right? So we're not just in this sort of rising tides lift all ships anymore, right? This is now again, it's now breaking down into some far more expertise in terms of how we're seeing transactions get done. Um, and that being said, more of that expertise is going to be required come September because we're going to likely see another uh, BOC rate hike, right? So is it going to be 0.5%? Is it going to be 0.75%? Um, I think a lot of that's going to depend on um, what the inflation print looks like. Um, but generally speaking, I think we're going to see at least another 0.5% down. What do you think? It looks inevitable, uh, barring a really, really low inflation number for for August here, which I'm not expecting. Uh, I think we have peaked. I think it'll be very close to where it came in for the month of July, uh, but it won't be enough for them to not think they need to stimulate further. I truly think if they left it alone now, as far as the rate uh, interest rate goes, that over six to 12 months, inflation would come back under control, but they're going to push that pendulum out too far, overcorrect, drop it too low, put us into a recession uh, before starting to re-stimulate again. So yeah, 0.5 is is got my, my vote right now. That's my bet. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with everything you just said there. I mean, you look at the last set of uh, rate hikes that, you know, historically speaking, uh, the vast majority led to overcorrections, which led to further stimulating. Right, so um, it's a bit of the cycle. Uh, it feels like a bit of a, a real estate cycle reset that's taking place right now. Uh, I have no, you know, no doubt the the pandemic and and dropping rates to where they went um, extended the life of the last cycle by you know nearly three years. Right, so uh, we're due for this correction, um, and I don't think it's over yet. So, um, one thing, uh, you know, we did touch on inflation there. Um, I did notice over the long weekend here, uh, gas prices have been easing. Uh, I actually filled up at 187, which, uh, which was nice. It wasn't $2 and 30 cents. Um, again, still up a lot from where we were, but generally speaking, um, you know, when you start to see a drop in commodity prices, um, that's a good sign that inflation is easing, right? 
Yeah, and we want to talk to you here a bit about buyer mentality uh, because there's some certain numbers that need to be recognized here that will likely affect buying decisions. Right now, because of the rate hikes, buying power is basically down. And when I say buying power, I'm talking about the monthly payments that you can afford are down about 25%. So buying a home, let's say the typical home peaked at HPI price, we're talking $1.25 million. For that to drop 25% for your monthly payment to equal the same for that same house today as it would have uh, before the rate hike started this year, you'd have to have that same house at one two five drop to about nine hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars. Holy and cow! I am sorry, but that will not happen. Now, yes, there's outliers that it's going to happen. It's going to happen to some properties in the valley. It already has. But if we're going to talk HPI for GVRD, do not expect twenty five percent decrease. So yeah. people thinking that okay, yeah, if it just goes down another five six percent, I'm going to get in. I'm going to buy, and I'm going to be buying at a discount. We most most home buyers, most consumers are buying what they can afford in that monthly payment. And mm. so that one, two, five home that's now down to one, two, according to the HPI, it's costs you a lot more today than it did back in January, February. And so just keep that in mind that just waiting for prices to drop while your interest rates are going up means your buying power is actually going further away from that home that you envisioned. Now, again, this yeah. is all case by case, but as a generality, let's call it, that is what's happening. So be careful or be cognizant of waiting out the market for price drops, thinking that you're going to be buying something for less. Now, again, this isn't me pushing people into buying something. It's all case by case. And yes, there are times where you can buy something for less than you did or could four or five months ago. But overall, just be aware of that's what's kind of happening in the marketplace now. Yeah, I think to your point, Dan, people are trying to um, wait out uh, the market, get the right price they want, but they're not realizing that their purchasing power is being eroded at an even faster pace. It's a multiplying effect, right? Prices are coming down, uh, you know, much slower than the Bank of Canada is reacting to the current environment, right? So you're more likely to lose your purchasing power than you are to find the home at the price of your dreams. Um, and, you know, this was brought up to me yesterday, uh, and I kind of like the analogy. If you find the home you're looking for, um, you know, you're going to be there for some time, ideally five to ten years, right? You're likely going to see a ton of rate fluctuations in that in that period of ownership as well. So the way it was kind of explained to me uh, by a mortgage broker was, you know, you're marrying your home, but you're dating the rate, right? You might like the rate one day, you might not like it, you know, the next year, whatever. It might, the rate's going to change, but the house isn't, right? So if you find the home that you're looking for, we're entering, you know, the next six months are going to be a good time to enter the marketplace in the long term. So something to think about um, as we move forward here. Great analogy. I think it's one that uh, certainly can hit home. Aha, pun intended. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there. Um, thanks as always for watching and listening. Market's moving fast. We love bringing you the information first. So uh, we really appreciate you uh, being on our channel. And, and please, if there is someone that you know that you could recommend that would benefit from hearing all this information as well, please share that. It is immensely appreciated. Thanks again and have an awesome day. Bye. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. 
for more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.